A man was arrested for breaking into homes and rubbing women's feet at night. A woman mowing the lawn was attacked by a snake and a hawk. And the Loch Ness Center wants a new generation of monster hunters. These are the weird stories for Wednesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a closet. And it's hot. And it's hot. Uh, it's getting hot and it's so hot. And I'm recording a podcast. I am getting so hot, but still recording a podcast. Beep. A man was arrested for breaking into homes and rubbing women's feet while they slept. And this is why your feet stay inside the covers, everyone. Come on now, keep them cozy and safe inside the covers. A California man is behind bars after he broke into two condominiums in Nevada. He went and drove all the way to Nevada to rub some feet. I guess there's some good feet in Nevada, I was unaware. (laughs) It's a foot capital of the U.S. I'm going to Nevada. To what? To gamble? No. They got some good feet in Nevada. They're kind of dry, but I like it like that. I like to rub the, the cream on those dry feet in Nevada. You know, the desert feet need a little cream, and I'm here to deliver the cream. <laughs> Non-consensual cream delivery on some dry Nevada women's feet. This guy fondled women's feet while they were asleep. Uh, 26-year-old Mark Anthony Gonzalez from Atwater, California. That's very close to me. He allegedly broke into the condos 4th of July weekend and positioned himself at the foot of the victim's beds. Positioned himself. (laughs) I'm now commencing getting into position. (laughs) Commence non-consensual women's feet rub position. He uh, he says he fled the scene when the women woke up and confronted him. I don't know what he thought was going to happen. Did you think they were not going to wake up and confront you? You think they're just going to sleep through this? Or just, <laughs> or just wake up and not confront you? Be like, oh, is that someone rubbing my feet? All right, I'm just going to pretend that's not happening. Oh, man, I covered a story a few months ago about a hotel manager that went into a client's hotel room and rubbed their feet in the middle of the night. Do you recall that? It's very, very weird. I tell you, I do enjoy a good midnight foot rub. Yeah, it's just uh, maybe this guy needs to break into my house. My feet are killing me. (laughs) Yeah, nice nighttime foot rub. Just don't look down. Just don't look down at the creep who's staring at you. Just close your eyes and pretend it's somebody from your past that gave you a lovely foot rub back in the heyday when your feet were looking good and sexy. says here the county sheriff's office in Nevada was able to identify this Serial foot rubber Gonzalez via forensic techniques. Ooh, it doesn't say what those techniques are. Perhaps he left a fingernail at the scene. Uh, he cut his fingernails before he did the first rub because he's like, you know what? I don't want to scratch up these feet. I don't want to accidentally tear up these lovely feet. Let me cut my nails down to size. That way they don't get an accidental cut. Maybe he left uh, some <laughs> some saliva on the on the. On the pinky toe, that was the forensic techniques. <laughs> they use the forensic techniques to find the DNA of the, the saliva on the pinky toe. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just speculating, guys. That's what I do. Gonzalez was arrested at his residence. They followed him all the way to California. And uh, he has charges of burglary and battery. It's battery if you give somebody an unwanted foot rubbing. 
According to the release, Gonzalez is also the suspect of numerous crimes in the Merced County, California area. Oh, what are these crimes? Let's find out. The crimes include the theft of women's shoes. Hmm, do you think this guy has a fetish? Hmm, what do you think it could be? Some sort of kink? What could it be? Is it maybe, hmm, perhaps feet? Uh, he also has been uh, the suspect of numerous trespassings and what they're calling sexual self-gratification? That's weird. I didn't know that was a crime. Sexual self-gratification? If that's the case, I break the law all the time with my sexual self-gratification. <laughs> I think they need to add more adjectives in there, like sexual self-gratification, unwanted, non-consensual sexual self-gratification. The sexual self-gratification involving the feet of women who don't want him to be there, who, don't, uh, who didn't invite him into their bedroom. Investigators say his crimes seem to be escalating in nature. <laughs> he started with the shoes <laughs> and, then, and the trespassing, but now he's combining all of these things, the sexual self-gratification, the trespassing, the women's shoes, combining them all to a break-in in the middle of the night to rub unsuspecting women's feet while they sleep. I mean, this guy could have avoided all the legalities if he just got a job at a foot rub place. If your thing is feet, get a job at a foot rub place. Now you're satisfying your stupid little kink, and you're making some money on the side. You know what I mean? You're making some money. And you can go out and buy you know, a whole line of women's shoes that you can then sleep in a pile of at home. I'd imagine that's the sort of thing that they like. I don't, I don't know. This is a pile of women's shoes. Ah, feet, women's shoes. Oh, it's so bizarre, man. Get a life, bro. Get a life. I know we're not supposed to say that to these people because they're suffering, but shoot, man. Come on. Stupid. It's stupid. I got no patience for these stupid kinks. I mean, I, look, I'll give a foot massage to someone that I care about free of charge. You know, even maybe we're in the middle of, uh, you know, having some sexy time. Maybe I'll, I'll rub the feet for you. Maybe, maybe kiss a toe. I'm not above that. Yeah, you know, I'm the effing footmaster. I don't be tickling or nothing. But I, you're just going to break into somebody's house and start rubbing their feet in the middle of the night. They don't even know you're there. You're risking so many things here. And obviously an arrest. A kick to the jaw will just put you out. He doesn't even think about that. Just a random, you know, a foot like, ah, just a quick little, you know, kick in the jaw. You're done, bro. You're done. A woman was attacked by a snake and a hawk at the same time while mowing her lawn. So I had a strange day today. Oh, you did. Do tell. Well, I was mowing my lawn. I was attacked by a snake. Oh, my goodness. You were attacked by a snake while mowing the lawn. What a strange day. Well, wait, it didn't end there. <laughs> a hawk decided to join the fray. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is amazing. Where does this woman live? A Texas woman. Texas. Ah, hawks and snakes just att attacking people at the same time in Texas. Well, she probably had like eight guns in her pocket, so I'm sure she was able to shoot them away. Let's keep reading and find out. A Texas woman is rattled. <laughs> Get it? Rattled? Because she was bit by a snake? Rattled? That's good. Uh, but she's recovering, thankfully, after being viciously attacked by a snake and a hawk at the same time. This is like a video game. Her name is Peggy Jones. No relation to your host of the show. Peggy Jones is 64 years old. Way too old to be attacked by a snake and a hawk at the same time. I'm amazed that she lived. She was mowing her lawn with her husband. Oh, together. Oh, was it a tandem riding mower? 
Oh, that's so romantic. Honey, you want to you wanna mow the lawn with me? Oh, you should. All right, baby. We can sit together and row, mow the lawn hand in hand. I love mowing the lawn with you at sunset. Sipping wine out of a Pringles container. Oh, yeah, baby. Doing it, Texas, Texas. By the way, I, you know, if they're both mowing the lawn together, it's just not fair that she was attacked both by the snake and the hawk. Couldn't, like, the snake attack her and then the hawk attack the husband, you know, spread it around. Poor lady got the, the brunt of both attacks from these wild creatures. So she's mowing the lawn with her hubby at around 8 p.m. in the evening because you can't even go outside in Texas before 8 p.m. You'll just go up in flames. Um, this is in Silsby, Texas, less than an hour from the Louisiana border. Louisiana border. A large snake fell from the sky and landed on her. That's very odd for a snake to fall from the sky. It seems very biblical. My guess is the, the hawk dropped the snake, but let's keep reading. Maybe they did some forensic investigations. The snake, it says, which had been dropped by the hawk. Oh, they agree in this article, too, that it was probably dropped by the hawk. And the snake wrapped itself around her arm and was then promptly joined by the hawk. They had a party on her forearm. Poor, poor Peggy. She's trying to mow her lawn at sundown with her husband, drinking some two-buck chuck. Then a hawk and a snake wrap around her arm. I wish, wish there was a video of this. This would be amazing to see. Okay, the, the snake was promptly joined by the hawk. Hawk was like, did you steal my snake, lady? What's this all about? It's my dinner right there, lady. Give me back my snake, my dinner. Wrapped itself around her arm, promptly joined by the hawk, which was keen to retrieve its lunch. Lunch? It's 8 p.m. This ain't lunchtime, bro. Who wrote this article? Don't you know what lunchtime is? 8 p.m.? Is that when Texas people eat their lunch at 8 p.m.? I wouldn't be surprised. People in Texas are back-asswards. Anyways, the hawk began to attack Jones, according to the local newspaper, which is called the Silsby Bee. Oh, the Silsby Bee. Oh, that's, that's so cute. They got a newspaper in a state where nobody can read. Peggy told the newspaper, I was violently shaking my arm to try and get the snake off me. He just wrapped and squeezed tighter and tighter. <laughs> Squeeze my... I wanted to mow the lawn with Henry at sunset. We, that's very romantic. That's our romantic time together. Sometimes we do kinky things on, on while mowing the lawn. He likes to rub my feet. Consensual. Consensual lawnmower foot rubbing. All the while, the snake was striking her in the face. I thought it was on her arm. It was, it was biting her face, causing her eyeglasses to chip, spewing a liquid she assumes was venom. Oh, thank God she was wearing those eyeglasses so the venom didn't get in her eyes. I didn't wear my, my lawnmower goggles that day. Just had my eyeglasses. And, and the snake was chipping away. The hawk was darting in and out, grabbing for that snake. His wings were slapping me while he was clawing at the snake. And that is where the deeper cuts and the rips came from all over my arm. Peggy says the hawk retreated and returned to its prey about four times, slapping her in the face with the wings. I'm screaming during the whole time, help me, Jesus. Please help me, Jesus. Hearing his wife's screams, her husband, Wendell. Wendell. It's a perfect... Texas husband name. Wendell rode over to her on his mower. Oh, they got double mowers, this guy. Uh, they are, they're both out there. They Sometimes they race. I'm going to beat you to the tree. <laughs> I would have beat you to the tree if the hawk didn't rip off my face. <laughs> Wendell was shocked by what he saw. Oh, you think? It, I'd be shocked if you weren't shocked by what you saw. A snake and a hawk attacking your wife. That's pretty bizarre. If you weren't shocked by it, Wendell, you need to get your head checked.
Peggy was crying and running towards him in a zigzag pattern. I guess to get to get the hawk off her, you run in a zigzag pattern. We should look that up and find out. What are the ways to get a hawk off your face? She was running in a zigzag pattern toward him, her arm bloodied with stab wounds from the hawk's talons. The snake was four and a half feet long by Wendell's estimate. Eventually, the hawk flew off with the snake for good, thankfully. Peggy was immediately taken to the emergency room by her husband. Did, they, did he take her there on the lawnmower? I hope he took her there in a more uh, swift traveling vehicle. She said the doctor asked her if she was on drugs after hearing her story. <laughs> yeah, I would too. <laughs> so first the, s- the snake fell from the sky Wrapped around my arm While I was mowing the lawn And then a hawk came down The hawk started attacking me And then a dragon came down from the sky And started attacking the hawk <laughs> It's like that story where uh, Where uh, a spider caught the fly I know There was an old lady who swallowed a fly I don't know why she swallowed a fly There was an old lady who swallowed a spider. It wiggled and tickled and slithered inside her. She swallowed the spider to catch the fly. I don't know why she swallowed the fly. Perhaps she'll die. And then on and on, these animals, bigger and bigger. I'm really going off the rails here. After assuring the doctor that the story was true, Peggy was given some antibiotics and her arm was bandaged. Luckily, her doctors determined she was not bitten by the snake. Phew, phew, phew. What about the hawk? It scratched her up. Does it have rabies? What was that venom that the snake shot? I have so many questions. Although she's healing physically, Jones called the attack very scary and traumatic, but she's grateful to be alive. She told the bee, quote, I feel it was by the grace of God I'm still alive and able to tell my story. Ah, man, they always say by the grace of God I'm still alive. What about the grace of God you were bit and attacked by a snake? And a hawk. I mean, can you blame God on that as well? I mean, it's. I mean, I like that the half the glass is half full for her when it comes to God. But sheesh, man, if I'm attacked by a snake and a hawk at the same time, that's when I'm like, God, why? You had to have done this. It doesn't just randomly happen. I think the grace of God had something to do with that, or maybe Satan. It's definitely the grace of Satan. I don't know, but this lady seems to be cursed. She needs to wear a suit of armor from now on when she's mowing the lawn, I think. She's going to have PTSD, post-traumatic PTLMS, post-traumatic lawn mowing syndrome. Hawk snake syndrome? I don't know. (laughs) She needs an emotional support Komodo dragon to protect her from the other animals, I think. Wow, I almost went eight minutes on this one. So sorry. This is why I get bad reviews. He goes on too long. What's wrong with him? Can't he just wrap it up with the with the snake hawk attack story? I mean, that should be under four minutes. All it is is a snake and a hawk. I mean, if there's eight animals, maybe go eight minutes. But if it's two animals, maybe four at the tops, Jonesy. This is why I gave you one star. Sheesh. Yay. Are you a professional monster hunter? Well, the Loch Ness Center wants you. The Loch Ness Center is on a renewed hunt for Nessie. The Loch Ness Monster. In what's being described as the biggest search for Nessie in more than 50 years. The biggest search. Oh, they're rounding up a search party. And that's not a Scottish accent. I can't do one. Well, yeah, right now we're just going to scroll. We're going to search party for Nessie. Right here, gay, we're no Nessie. I think that's Australian. I can't do a Scottish accent. Oh, there we go. Something like that. Oh, man, I'm terrible at Scottish accents. I need help. The Scotland-based organization wants the next generation of monster hunters to help uncover the truth. The truth! The truth is there is no such thing as the Loch Ness Monster, everybody. And this whole search for Nessie is just... uh, It's a sign of psychopathy, in in my estimation. Or it's brilliant commercialism. 
You know, you do want tourists to come to your lock, right? Which I believe is another name for lake. You want tourists to come to the lock, then you have to keep pushing this Loch Ness narrative. But let's be real. This thing isn't real. Come on now. Oh, a dinosaur is alive. The dinosaurs, you know, 60 something million years ago, one of them still hanging around and just hanging around 60 something million years, just hanging around. Sure, 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 sure. Got it. Got it. The Loch Ness Center is partnering with the Loch Ness Exploration to use thermal drones, infrared cameras, and a hydrophone. What the hell is a hydrophone? Is that where you uh, you have a a rotary phone on the beach, and then you drop some other rotary phones into the lake, and then you dial them? <laughs> bling, 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 bling. You just hope that the you hope that Nessie picks up. That's what you do. That's a hydrophone. They're trying to find the mythical monster, which allegedly is lurking somewhere beneath Scotland's fresh lake, Loch Ness. They've already scoured this lake, every inch of the damn thing. The thing doesn't exist. The search is planned for the weekend of August 26th and 27th, so if you want a vacation at the lake, uh, you know, I don't recommend it, but maybe you want to go for a dip. This has been billed as the largest of its kind since the Loch Ness Investigation Bureau studied the lock in 1972. Here's a quote from Paul Nixon, the general manager of the Loch Ness Center. It's, uh, I'd imagine not a lot of his friends take him seriously. I'm the general manager of the Loch Ness Center. Wow, wow, wow. Look at Nessie half the time. The other half, we're just cleaning up the trash that the tourists leave here. They just come here and they leave trash, man. They eat a lot of fish and chips at the lake. I don't know why. Anyways, he says, we are guardians of this unique story, and as well as investing in creating an unforgettable experience for visitors, we are committed to helping continue the search and unveil the mysteries that lie underneath the waters of the famous lock. The weekend gives an opportunity to search the waters in a way that has never been done before. And we can't wait to see what we find. Oh, you'll notice I have an eye patch. I lost my eye to Nessie. I sure did. I lost my eye to Nessie. Could have been a fisherman that lodged my eye with a fish hook. Probably Nessie. There have been more than 1,140 official sightings of the elusive monster recorded to date. BS, bro. None of those are real. A thousand sightings. That's a thousand morons. Who just want to be part of some story. Uh, I saw it. Did you see it? I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw it. Sure. People want to be like included in everything. They don't feel included. They don't feel important. But if you walk around telling people that you saw something weird, all, all of a sudden you're just important for the day. That's why people do such things. Uh, searchers hope the use of thermal drones and infrared cameras will help identify any anomalies. The hydrophone. Oh, that's, we're going to learn what a hydrophone is. It's going to be used to listen for any Nessie-like calls underwater. Oh, yeah, Nessie. Yeah, because Nessie's calling for, for the, her mate. Because there's another one in there. I mean, I mean, the chances that a, a dinosaur lived for 65 million years is still hanging around. There's only one. But Nessie believes there's more than one. Perhaps there's another. They're looking for a mate here. Volunteers will help look out for breaks in the water. Look out for the breaks. I think I see a Nessie. Oh, no. It's a duck. And, and they're looking out for inexplicable movements. Oh, I see some movements. Nope, just a child drowning. Never mind, never mind. Nothing to see here. They'll be briefed by Alan McKenna, a member of the Loch Ness Exploration Society, about what to look for and how to record their findings. <laughs> what do we look for, Alan? How do you want to look like something that looks like a brontosaurus poking out of the water? It makes, it makes a mating call. We think it, makes, it has a mating call. We're not sure what it sounds like. I'm going to guess it sounds like this. Caca! Caca! Or maybe it sounds like this. Whippoorwill! 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 Or maybe it sounds like, hey, where's my boyfriend? I'm horny. 
It is our hope to inspire a new generation of Loch Ness enthusiasts who will come here and pay admission. Excuse me, I mean, who will, who will come here for this surface watch. You'll have a real opportunity to personally contribute towards this fascinating mystery that has captivated so many people from around the world. Yes, yes, yes. The article goes on to talk about other studies, other teams that went to take DNA samples in the water. Unbelievable. They're still spending money on this. Someone says, I think we can be fairly sure that there is not a giant scary reptile swimming around in Loch Ness. <laughs> we found this after months and months of research. That's someone from the University of Otago. I, I don't know if I said that correctly. In other words, a scientist here saying <laughs> what is fairly reasonable of a conclusion. I think we can fairly be sure there's not a giant scary reptile swimming around in Loch Ness from the dinosaur period, which was 60 plus million years ago. Yeah, I think... I think we can safely say that. But, yeah, you know, I don't want to dampen the enthusiasm of searchers. You know, people want to have their fun. But to me, it's like kids. Like, let kids have their fun. You want to believe in the Loch Ness like you believe in the Tooth Fairy and Santa Claus? That's fine. Let the kids have their fun. But for adults to be walking around and going there with their binoculars, I mean, you need to get your head checked, bro. Yay! I would like to give thanks and praise to Stephanie G, who bought me multiple coffees off my website, weirdafnews.com, and she wrote me a little love note here. Hey, Jonesy, love your podcast. Been listening daily for years from here in MTL, which I believe stands for Montreal. Love Montreal. Oh, baby. Club Crescent. Oh, it's ladies' night at Club Crescent. In case you don't know, every night is ladies' night at Club Crescent. I don't know if Club Crescent is there anymore. I went to Club Crescent when I was 18 years old and had a wonderful time. Oh, we tore up that city. We sure did. If by tear up that city you mean throwing up on the cobblestone sidewalks, yes, that's what we did. That's what boys from Boston do. We go up to Montreal and throw up all over your town. And then we go to Super Sex and try and touch a titty. That's what we do. Uh, anyways, back to the... <laughs> this took a strange turn. <laughs> back to her, the message she wrote. However, I've been wondering... You do know the saying... The saying is, but I digress, not I jest. Uh, no, excuse me. Let me start this over. You do know, Jonesy, the saying is, but I digress, not I digest. I've heard you say it in the context of food, so I thought you were being punny. But then again, sometimes an episode's not about food. Uh... Yeah, I, do, I keep saying it because it's funny. It's funny. So I'll say it sometimes. It's funny. I, I absolutely know it's digress. Yeah, yeah, everybody knows it's digress. I just say digest because it's funny. Um, and I'm always going off track, so then to get back to the story, I need to say something. I might as well say something amusing. Like um, Instead of like back to the story, I just say I digest. I don't know, but if you think it's dumb, I'll remove it. I don't know. What do you guys think? I'll leave it up to you. I want to deliver what you want. Um, but at the same time, I also want to express myself unruly in an unruly manner. Anyway, she wrote, anyways, Jonesy, digest some free coffees. Oh, very clever, Steph G. Very clever. Digest some coffees. Oh, I'm definitely going to digest some coffees. Free coffees. Thanks to you. And she wrote, good luck with your life, man. Well, good luck to your, good luck with your life, Steph G. Steph G, which is a, that's probably a rap name. She's probably like, ain't nothing but Steph G, baby. Buy me coffees today. Yeah. Couldn't I, could, I tried to make a rhyme with your name and buy me coffees. Um, pretty poor. I'm not a good freestyle rapper. What can I say? I never claimed to be. I never claimed to be. All right. I'm pretty good on a, I'm pretty good on a BMX bike though. That's, that's for damn sure. Uh, what else did I want to say? If you guys want to buy me coffees, go to my website, weirdafnews.com and support like Steph did. Step up your game. What's wrong with you? Like Steph G did. Steph G, the rapper from Montreal.
That's my impression of a Montreal rapper. Yeah, uh, you can also join the Patreon. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to join the Patreon of a madman? Yeah, of course you would. Download the Patreon app on your phone and do a search for Weird AF News or go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews or click on the link in this podcast description to join the Patreon or go to weirdafnews.com, the website, and click on join the Patreon and support, support me. Keep this going. Keep it going in the closet. Don't you want it? You know you want it.